it's time to pack up and go to GSX just a couple of days in the future here. Coming up, uh, Eddie, it's coming up quick. You know, Sunday night, we get rolling. We get yeah. rolling fast. We get rolling fast. We have Texas night, of course. Um, we have Canada night, of course. Uh, so that's going to be going to be a lot of fun. And, and then the week is just go, 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 right? From uh, keynote sessions to uh, specific speaker sessions to awards events uh, to volunteer luncheons. Man, it just goes. Yeah, a lot of stuff happening. So I guess we'll start on Sunday night with a cowboy hat and some maple leaves and then go right into the first part of the week. I know you've got a session uh, on Monday that I'm looking forward to um, being present at, talking about some real good evolutions in the industry. So a lot of great content and looking forward to seeing uh, a lot of colleagues and old friends and making some new friends. But, uh, Mark, we've talked in Security North and South past about really different topics, almost straying a little bit from the, the security-centered uh, issues that we deal with. And today we're going to talk about uh, marketing and how that is is somewhat unique. Uh, in fact, our guest says it's not really unique but different in the industry. So who are we talking to today? We're talking to Susanna Al-Sayed from Evolutes, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, she, she touches on some great points. She gives away a couple of tidbits. Yeah. So listen to the end, and uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good session. Great. We'll enjoy this, and we will see you next week in Atlanta. Thanks, Eddie. Travel safe. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Well, Mark, when we started Security North and South, you and I talked a lot about not just uh, engaging in conversations about the security of business, but actually the business of security. And one topic that comes up quite a bit is marketing. So we have a great guest today. Yeah, we do indeed, uh, Suzanne Al-Sayed. Thanks for joining us today. Happy, uh, happy to have you with us. And it, it's a timely topic. Tell us how you got into the industry. Okay, well, thank you, first of all, for having me on the show and for inviting me. Um, how I got into the industry is through academia. And I met the right people at the right time and it brought me to the security industry. So right now I worked in corporate security as an emergency manager as well. And now I am the founder of Evolutes, which is a branding and marketing company that specializes in security, but we also have footprints in other markets now as well. Love it. And uh, Susanna, of course, is being is being humble in her description, <laughs> right? She has won uh, IFSEC Global Top Influencer Awards. She's uh, been named one of the top 25 in influencers, excuse me, by uh, International Security Journal, uh, a couple of top 40 under 40s. I remember those days, under 40, <laughs> top 30 under 30 as well. I barely remember those days, but um, of course, Canadian Security Magazine, which us on the north side of the border really like, you know, named her one of the emerging leaders back in 2021. So um, happy to have you, Susanna, and thrilled to be talking about marketing and branding and so on. And uh, Eddie's going to get us rolling here. Eddie, you got you got the first question, killer question number one. Yeah, first of all, I don't feel too outnumbered with two from the north, and and I'm I'm taking up <laughs> the south here. And and uh, Susanna was being humble earlier. That's not a problem that Mark and I usually have when it comes to humility. <laughs> but um, but we have been talking a lot about topics that impact the security mm -hmm. industry. We know your background is in security, so you're uniquely qualified to talk about marketing when it comes to security. But before we get into that, just a general question. We hear a lot uh, about sales and marketing, and I see those two terms lumped in a lot, sales and marketing. 
What's the difference between a, a sales department and a marketing department in a security company? So I actually really like this question because you gentlemen are the first ones to ask me that. So we're ah. making progress in the security industry. Yeah. Um, but it is very important to understand the difference between the two. So in simple terms, um, to simplify it, like marketing is focused on awareness and building an organizational brand. And so it's beneficial for the current clients and also for prospective clients to be able to know more about the brand that they are associated with. However, sales is turning these views and the interest of these current and prospective clients into an actual client. So that's the difference between the two. It's the behind the scenes of like making things more focused and bringing the brand awareness while sales is closing the deal and getting it to that stage. So, yeah, I think that's- Love that, love that. And, yeah. and, and definitely see how it's it's intertwined, obviously. I mean, we, we take it for granted, right? It's always so-and-so from sales and marketing, right? I mean, we, we, we see it intertwined, but uh, it's all, a lot of it's about reputation. And um, I know you do other industries, but you know, you've got this focus and this love for, of course, the security industry mm -hmm. as, uh, as, as we do as well. And um, what's, what's unique about marketing in the security industry? Like how are we as an industry and uh, we don't have to talk about all the bad stuff, but how are we <laughs> as an industry different, you know, how are we different? So different is a good word. I wouldn't say there is anything um, unique uh, about the industry, but we are different um in regards to how we approach marketing within the security industry so what makes us different is our audience so we are very particular um, about the content um, that we want to digest or even accept uh, and hence if you're outside of the security industry and you're a marketer or an agency it will be difficult to understand our world um, how we function, our lingo, our people, our messaging, and how hard we work behind the scenes and how to actually portray that in a message that will be understood internally, but also externally. So if you are not exposed to our world, it's literally going into like the bushes and trying to understand um, how we function and what we like. Yeah. Go ahead. And I'm probably just going to add there. I think what is is, um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I overuse the word unique quite a bit. I think different is a better word, mm -hmm. and I think it really comes down to how we target. You know, really selling that message or telling that story. That that may be the different aspect, or or, or again using that word unique. How do we actually get that message? The message in itself is important, and I, I want to get into that here in a second, but. I think the ways we can convey that message is different in our industry as well. Yeah, and even what we share, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know, we have a success, right? We have a success in business somewhere. We've done something. We want to, you know, scream it from the mountaintops. And, and the client who just, I don't know, took care of that risk or managed that problem, they're just kind of like, hey, let's not talk. Let, let's, let's pat ourselves on the back. You know, yeah. exactly. But let's not talk <laughs> about it. So there's, there's a challenge there, right, in terms of... Uh, of what people are willing to share because oversharing we all know is 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 uh, is or can be a problem too so it's really it really depends on what the goal is with the messaging right is it to attract more clients is it to educate is it to bring awareness so even just the basics of that needs to be identified before doing any messaging work 
Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because one of the things, and again, I'm, I'm not a marketing expert, uh, one of the things that's always assumed is that, well, the driving force has to be the constant acquisition of new customers, and that's the sole focus of marketing and advertising, et cetera. And I've always seen it in the security industry. Sometimes the focus is just having a brand image that, that denotes trust mm -hmm. and integrity and credibility because exactly. Mark is involved in the technology side. I'm involved in the personnel and the technology <clears throat> side in, in a little bit. But you're not going to sell security officer services usually through advertisements, but you're going to create, in my opinion, an image of trust and credibility because, and then you get into how many customers am I converting? So what is, is, is the benchmarking and the definition of success a little bit different when it comes to marketing in our industry? That's the million dollar question, I guess. Um, <laughs> It really depends. You can close one big client for $10 million and that is a success, or you can close 10 for a million and that's still a success. So once again, it really depends on the company goals or the personal brand goals. And that's how you would, I guess, weigh these two because you set what is your definition of success. No one yeah. else sets that for you. Exactly. And, and you know what, part of, part of a program or part of a, desire to do it better can just be, hey, I want people to trust my brand. I want yeah. people to, you know, know uh, me or us as a point of reference for, for, uh, for information and, exactly. and so on. So uh, that's, that's part of it. And, and it kind of brings us to, to one of our another questions in terms of, you know, sure. there, there's the personal branding, right? Then there's company branding. And I mean, are they, are they different? Does one complement the other? Um, you know, can someone have one persona as, as an individual and a completely different persona as a company? Like, how does that, uh, how, how do you see that? Without giving away too many secrets. I know you've got some, <laughs> you've got some trade secrets that you, you know, but uh, yeah, what do you think? Tell us what you think. There are trade secrets, but at the same time, part of my brand is to be transparent as it gets. I, I have nothing to hide you ask me i tell you but between there is it's two different worlds personal branding yeah. and i like to call it corporate branding so at times they do intertwine and i'm the perfect example so i actually wrote it down here so i can explain it properly uh, my journey started off as personal branding while i was working for a guard management company but i still talked about the work that i did but as susanna al sayed the emergency manager and that then went on as Zan Al-Sayed, as the individual or professional that is bridging the gap between emergency management and security. And so my brand started to evolve. And then I started to be like, why can't I be more of myself? And I started talking about stuff that motivate me and then start talking about copywriting and then the power of social media. And that's actually when, um, some professionals, they did an intervention and they're like, Susanna, you can't be a volunteer for all this knowledge. So why don't you try and turn it into something more serious? And so that's how I decided to turn my passion into profit and try to make something out of it. And that's how Evolutes was born. So I had my journey started off as a personal brand. Uh, uh, yeah, with my personal brand, as Susanna also had the emergency manager that loves to create content to Evolutes now that specializes in that and helps others get to that stage. So if you say Susanna, 
you will think of evolutes. But if you say evolutes, you will think of Susanna, but they're still completely two different things, but they're still intertwined. So yes, that can be possible. But if you are just solely focusing on personal branding, it's good to understand that a personal brand can be described as you holding your pen to your own social media, to your own reputation online. So whatever you want people to see, you say it, you show, you don't leave room for assumption. That is your personal brand and how you can showcase your expertise. However, corporate branding or company branding is nothing is really attached to your name. So you're like, you can hide behind it as well and do some work with it. But if you have people that work for you, it's good to showcase other people and whatnot. So it's two different worlds, two different strategies, um, two different writing methods. And yes, it really depends on, once again, we're going back to your definition of success, your definition of goals and how you want to tackle them. Yeah, I, th I think that's a great, <laughs> great description. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to, to two people now that certainly have a high profile when it comes to the personal branding. And uh, we were talking before we started recording that we're all getting ready to pack up and go to GSX. And we're going to see a lot of people that do an excellent job when it comes to personal branding. Again, if I'm walking around GSX and I throw out the name Mark Fulmer or Susanna, I'll, I'll say, yeah, people are going to go, oh, I, I know both those, <laughs> those people. That, that, and, and they're going to eventually connect that to Evolutes and, and, and RAD and other things you're involved in. And really a lot of people in security, I think, have to, to realize how you can leverage both to, to, to get mm -hmm. sort of more bang for the buck there. Um, and, and you mentioned that in, in your answer as well, um, social media. Again, um, you've gotten some awards for being under 40. Mark yeah. and I aren't getting those awards anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that's changed in, in our careers is this social media push, where mm -hmm. when we talk about marketing, you can't leave out social media. And like Mark said before, we, we know there's a lot of bad examples. We won't use any names, but how do you really use social media effectively when it comes to branding and marketing? So social media, I, I always like to say, is a powerful tool if you utilize it correctly. Well said. Because, yes, because if you don't leverage it correctly and you make even one mistake, it's on there forever. And yeah. there will be one or two people that will see it and it just spreads like a disease. Um, however, that can be turned good. So if you do something good and one, two, three people see it and then can be spread, but like a nice ocean breeze and um, it can be very good. So really, uh, I like that. right? Like it can be, it's, it's a really good platform to know how to utilize, but it really depends once again on your goals. So if it's professional goals, LinkedIn is your go-to. If it's more for fashion or commercial or for people to get more of a visual understanding of your brand that is more um, Instagram. If it's short, concise, and you just want people's attention, but also consistency, that's Twitter. If it's more video, YouTube would be great to grow. My strength is LinkedIn. Obviously, I, lo I live off of LinkedIn. I should, they should charge me for rent at this point. Uh, <laughs> But one, it, I feel like I'm a broken record, but it really depends on your goal, purpose, and how consistent you're going to be. Because no matter what platform or what social media platform you utilize, 
you have to say consistent. You can't say that I'm going to launch a product and then you don't follow up with it and people forget. We have a second set. We have a seven second attention span. If you don't catch yeah. my attention and you don't make sure that there's breadcrumbs, I I'm sorry, but I have like three thousand other things that I can Gone. think about right now. Yeah, I scroll Instagram and I see like fifty things in a gasp of a minute. So you have seven seconds to impress me. So how are you going to do that on the platform of your choice? Yeah, you said it. You said it. Powerful tool, I think, is is definitely you know mm -hmm. kind of how you started that, and and like any power tool or anything, I mean, you can you can really you can hurt yourself too, right? And if you if you don't do it if you don't do it correctly, and you know every now and then you know you get the comments of oh my goodness you're, you're you know this is on LinkedIn and that's on LinkedIn and you know you spend too much time. I mean, is there is there a rule of thumb? You know, like what's your advice on? What's too much? What's not enough? What's uh, what do you need to kind of uh, be there and be present? I post depending on how much content comes out from third parties. Um, if I have content from third parties, probably three to four times a, a week. If I don't have anything, then probably once or twice a week. If I have nothing to say, I'm not gonna say anything because I'm not here to just hmm. like to just if say. I have. Yeah, like I'm here to provide value and quality and something that you can take something with you, even if it's just a quote that I think might motivate one individual. But if I literally have nothing to say, if I have no inspiration, I'm not going to waste your time. And I think that's how oh, I... That's, that's respecting uh, the tool, right? Respect the power tool. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, the, as you said, with great power comes great responsibility. Do you think I don't get like anxious or nervous when I post stuff, each time I put something out there, I'm like, I have no idea how people are going to react because I'm, as you call, you called me that too one day, Mark, like I challenge the status quo with some of my stuff. Like I post something that's a bit outside of our comfort zone with the security industry, but I still try and test, like, you know, I poke the bear still just to see if people are reciprocated to it or not. But how would I have known if I never tried? So if a yeah. topic didn't do well, then that's fine. But at least I tried and it didn't do well, then like sit there and, and guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, underlying underlying assumption there. I mean, there, there's some good measuring going on, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. which, is, uh, which is important. Yeah, yeah. knowing what, what kind of reaction you're getting and what we were <laughs> joking earlier <laughs> is, is, is Mark and I often do uh, about our tens of listeners that, that consume <laughs> this uh, – podcast and watch the video but on a serious note i think you hit on a great point that uh, i had actually jotted down in my notes before we started talking is a lot of people and myself included and i certainly see a lot of companies and at the risk of sounding disparaging here the reason i know it is because i see it they seem to be pigeonholed i've got to post something whether i have good content or not uh, mm -mm. J just so I can have something out there. And so you would say that that actually can be damaging somewhat. Oh, yeah. So I get, yeah, like I get a lot of cases stating like we get, we have 40 to 70 posts a month and I just have like a mini heart attack because <laughs> I'm like, this is becomes a question of quantity versus quality. Yeah. Because if you post, something a sentence with a photo and then you post that sentence with a photo 10 times i'm just gonna mute you it's yeah. like someone someone that's um texting you 10 times the same thing hey you there hey you there 
hey, you there? And it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, well, that doesn't work. That doesn't yeah. work. I'm I'm make a note of that, Mark. Eddie, I gotta, I gotta Eddie, stop doing that. Eddie, I'm trying that. I'm gonna have to. Uh, Eddie, you there? Eddie, you there? But it's the same type of mentality. It's like, how do you want to be approached as a human being, right? If you're not gonna text someone ten times the same thing, why are you gonna push some knowledge in their face ten times over? Like, I'm really not interested. So marketing and branding, it's all human psychology. It's just understanding. Like, would ask yourself, even if you go like to the basic, basic, basics, ask yourself, would I want to see this? Like if yeah. I'm about to click post, do I really want to see this as exactly. a consumer? Yeah. So yeah, that's I got really passionate there for a second. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's okay. That's, <laughs> that's good. I I think that was another yeah. key tip that we can take away at hey. uh, so and, what a character, Susanna. So what a character to be yeah, passionate yeah, about. <laughs> yeah. for, for a marketing person to be passionate about something, that's, sure. that's uh, very serious. Uh, and, and you touched on another great, great uh, um, idea earlier that, that I've even noticed here recently. Uh, we all consume a lot of content, whether it's on LinkedIn, Twitter, et cetera. And mm -hmm. I can tell you, it actually happened to me this morning where I, I saw something on LinkedIn, the the headline or the, the, the sentence really got my attention. I clicked on it and it was probably 15 pages if you would have printed it out. And I just thought, no, nah, I'm out. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't have time to read that. Uh, and it sounds like that, that uh, we're trying to, to dumb stuff down. We're not. Give me a couple of paragraphs, some visuals, maybe some, some extra links that I can click for more information. But I see a lot of people making it. I assume it's a mistake. You may say it's it's it could or it could not be a mistake. Really having a lot of content, a, a lot of stuff to consume that people just don't have the time because they're trying to look at 50 other posts. So that there is a solution to that. And I'll give this as a freebie. Ah, perfect. So, <laughs> only for our listeners, is, today only. Yes, exactly. Today's special from Evolute. So there's... <laughs> There are different types of learners, right? And you have to make sure that you accommodate to that. So there are people that are visual. There are people that learn with touch. There are people that like to hear or just read. So to, you have to make sure that you're able to at least hit two or three of those. So some people love to print out these 15-page articles and read them and analyze them because that's how they learn. Some people are like what you just stated, Eddie, like just paragraphs, visuals, and it's bullet like page, points. Yeah. yeah, bullet points, something they can be like title and it's great and they get a visual and they understand the subject matter. And then there's like the Twitter post, like, hey, um, talking about one, two, three, if you're interested, click here. So that they're in control if they want to consume that content, if they have the mental space for that content or not. If you are able to provide these three options saying the same message, you'll see how more people are going to reciprocate to that. Interesting. Yeah. So hmm. that, that is the lesson for the day. Ladies yeah. And that's a, that's a good one. That's a, and le lesson number two, another time will be, uh, so the security industry is what kind of learner, right? But we won't get into that. I think that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other, um, Eddie, did you want to jump in on SEO or are we, um, 
Do we want to we want to go with the Susanna's blacklist? You know, uh, which one do we want to go with? Oh Jesus! <laughs> ah, well, you, you, you've intrigued me on both on both ends, but uh, <laughs> but one of the things we'll, we'll hit SEO quickly and then 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 go on to that that intriguing topic. But uh, when you talk to to marketing people, you, you hear this this acronym come up all the time: SEO, search engine optimization. And that's the holy grail, grail today of, of marketing. So, so just quickly in a very um, rudimentary way, because you are talking to Mark and I, um, <laughs> what, is, what is SEO? Why is it important? And why should companies understand how important it is? Okay, so as you mentioned, SEO is search engine optimization. It's a very big word in marketing. So it is a good tool to implement um, to attract traffic. That's and but it does require maintenance and I recommend for a specialist to do it because even though on WordPress you can download a plugin and be like I'm a yeah. SEO specialist, um, no, like don't do that. Um, <laughs> you can actually make it work. <laughs> um, it's it's a good tool to have, but for our industry particularly, I'm just going to focus on the security industry. It's a very competitive thing because we're yeah. all doing the same thing. So if you're trying to get some keywords and compete for these keywords, there's like 50,000 other companies that are paying for this type of word to get be the first one on Google to provide these services. Uh, so it's good to have a basic or even a semi-advanced SEO installed on the website. Um, and when you do um, publications in your blogs uh, to have SEO keywords in there as well. But... The security world is a completely different beast. Like if you want to spend thirty, forty thousand dollars just to you get your could. SEO keywords, you could. That's like the basics. I usually don't go that route. I don't recommend that route either because even if you skip the SEO part, and this is just from my personal experience, I'm not speaking on any other agencies. If you know your niche and your differentiator, that automatically will make you at the top. Um, and that applies to the security industry as well. Um, but I am not an SEO specialist. I have three people on my team that are, and I ha I go to them and be like, "Hey, what are they talking about?" So, <laughs> but I know I know the basics. I know how it functions. I I took the time to educate myself, especially that it's one of our services. But yeah, I just that's how much I'm comfortable um, talking about. Cool. Hey, and you, you said it, right? For something like that, you hire an expert, right? You bring, you bring yeah. somebody in and, and, you know, turn it around. As, as security professionals, would you hire a, you know, part-time self-studied, you know, security consultant, right? You know, like you, you think about it that way. No, if you want a real risk assessment done, you want to, you know, work on mm -hmm. enterprise security risk management, you bring in someone who has the exactly. experience, someone who has the credentials and so on. Exactly. So, now, now, Mark, absolutely. was I that first guy you were talking about? Was... No, no, Eddie. <laughs> okay, no, no. You, you fall firmly, firmly beneath category three. There. Shots have been fired. <laughs> yeah, you, you said part-time and self-study. I, I, I woke up there. I said, he's talking about me. That, that's, uh, 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 that's funny. That's funny. So, so we've talked about it a lot and, and, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're wrapping up and, and, um, and going to move on. And, and as Eddie said, get ready for GSX, go pack our bags mm -hmm. and so on. Um, obviously as an industry, not a ton of change, not all that friendly to change, uh, doing things differently. So what, what, what do you see that companies do wrong? Right. And don't name any names, right. Don't, especially if they start with Eddie or Mark. Um, but you know, like what, what do you see that people could do better? Maybe is a, is a more positive way to frame the question. Okay. So, I mean, like just 
even if we look at different things or different industries, there's always something that we do wrong. <laughs> so it's not like we are special as an industry. We have a lot to learn as well. But one of the biggest things I think is the lack of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the main one is like companies advertise what they think, like they advertise what they want to hear and what they want to see. They don't focus on the audience. So like when I, when I post stuff, for instance, I'm gonna use myself as an example again, I don't care if I like it or not, but if my audience likes it, then I'm gonna give more. And that's that's the biggest thing is like, as a security people were like, we're advertising all these things. And like, look at like what we're doing and whatever, but we're, we're not adding value. We're just like, look at what we're doing, dot. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, we can't follow up. We don't know how to contact you. We don't know what value I gain from reading these these two minutes mm. subject line. Like, what am I gaining out of it? Okay, good for you. You're doing that, but what is it for me? Once again, going back to the psychology, like What's I gave in it you for me. Yeah, yeah, I gave you two three minutes of my time. What did I get from it? Nothing. So why am I gonna stay consistent? And so when and with the messaging as well, like you have to know exactly what you're putting out there and consistently telling me that you're doing that. And that is how I'm gonna start trusting you. Because if you're telling me I did this once, okay, that's fine. And then the next time you post something, it's completely different. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then when it's three, four, five, six, I'm like, these companies or individuals are out of, like they don't even, are not even focused internally. If I come to them, how am I going to know they're not going to be as dispersed if they are dispersed with their content? And Great so point. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- those are uh, wise <laughs> words and, and tips, I think, to end on. So uh, I certainly learned a lot. I appreciate you Yay. taking the time. Uh, and, and we look forward to seeing you at GSX just in a couple of Absolutely. days. And, uh, Susanna, how can people get in touch with you? Um, so I'm, as I told you guys, like I, I live on LinkedIn. So <laughs> if you want to shoot me a message, uh, please do so. Um, also, evolutes.com. Uh, or if you would like to send us an email service at evolutes.com. So welcome. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks so much, uh, Mark, Thank Susanna. You. We Thank will you, see Susanna. you very soon. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.